Food Tech Stars, powered by ACT Food Tech. Israel is home to one of the most vibrant, forward-thinking food tech ecosystems in the world, which makes it a desirable innovation hub. In this podcast, we speak to the people driving the future of food, researchers, entrepreneurs, and venture capital investors. Welcome to Food Tech Stars, with Karma Oren and Merav Oren, co-founders at ACT Food Tech. Online, on smart speakers, and on Listen Again, this is Food FM. Food Tech Stars, in collaboration with Food FM. We are Karmit Oren and Merav Oren, co-founders at ACT Food Tech. At this Food Tech Stars series, we are talking to the most interesting people in the food tech ecosystem and hearing from them about their thoughts, ideas, passions, and most important, about their journey. Today, we are very excited to host Gil Horsky. He's part of the founding team of Snack Futures, the venture and innovation hub from Mondelez International. Gil and his team in Snack Futures are on a mission to invest and develop innovative snacking ventures that are good for people, kind to the planet, and deliciously fun. Today, he is focusing on identifying and investing in high-growth, well-being snacks, snacking brands, and food tech capabilities. Throughout his career, Gil Horsky had the privilege to innovate for some of the most iconic global food brands, Milka, Pepsi, Quaker Oat, Tublerone, Cadbury, Oreo, Tropicana, and Nestle and to work across the globe at the U.S., Europe, and the Middle East. He is a regular contributor to leading industry journals and a speaker in international conferences about the topics of innovation, food tech, and corporate venture investments. Gil, we're super happy to host you. So, hi, Gil. As Karmit said, we are very excited to have you here. And of course, my first question is that to be a part of the Snack Futures team, at least to me, seems like a dream job. Tell me what do you do all day? Like, I'm sure all you do is eat Oreo and Cadbury uh, chocolate, but <laughs> let's be a bit more serious about it. Uh, yeah, we, first of all, we do eat uh, our products. We love our products and they're amazing. But um, I have a, a job I love and I work with a fantastic team. And what we do in, uh, in Snack Futures, we actually set up Snack Futures uh, two and a half years ago. And it's an independent innovation and venture hub within Mondelez. And what we do, we actually have three pillars that we're focused on. Um, the first one, um, the team manages the company's corporate venture arm, so the CVC. So we make minority investments in startups. Uh, we initially started off investing mainly in the U.S. and uh, and mainly in uh, emerging snacking brands. We expanded that scope uh, beyond the U.S. Um, and also into food tech. And I'm actually proud that uh, the first investment we did outside of the U.S. and the first one in food tech is a company was in, Israeli, in an Israeli company called Tor Food Tech. Um, so that's one, one pillar of what we do. The second pillar is what we call the invent, which is mainly um, we have built almost like a venture studio. So an ability to go ahead and incubate and develop emerging brands in-house. We identify spaces within the snacking world that are in well-being that we believe are either growing or going to become very big in the coming years. And we, with a network of external partners, we go ahead and develop a brand in those spaces and incubate it in the marketplace. And we can talk about it later on how we do it, but it's a, in a very unique way. And from what I know, we're one of the only food companies that does that approach. And then the third pillar we have is what we call CoLab, which uh, CoLab is our program to 
partner with startups. It's an acceleration program that we have just launched in the U.S. We have actually just started uh, our first cohort that was just last night with them on, on the line. We have uh, uh, almost daily uh, meetings and sessions with the team, and it's nine emerging well-being snacks, uh, brands with phenomenal entrepreneurs, uh, with amazing stories and a lot of passion. So these are the three programs that um, we and Snack Future um, are focused on. So it's not just eating all day. <laughs> no, that's 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 the extra bonus. <laughs> so what's the one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? You know, it's 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 an interesting question. Um, when I uh, started the food industry, you know, I, I went to study in the U.S. I did an MBA in, in the U.S. And um, I always like to say that, you know, when I finished my, my studies, a lot of my classmates uh, took uh, serious jobs. You know, they went to work in consulting and McKinsey or Banks, Goldman Sachs or um, all these lucrative uh, places. And I had really this... Um, big passion to come and work in, uh, in commercial roles in the food industry. And at that time, the food industry was not, not as very hot and sexy it is today. Uh, there were no startups. You know, the industry was a lot of big food companies that pretty much had the same playbook for many years. And I, I joined Pepsi coming out of business school. And I, I went there because I thought, you know, this is, we all eat, we all drink, we all have a relationship with food, uh, we all have an opinion about food, but it's still an industry that is uh, not gone through a disruption. And I um, I told myself, you know, it would be an interesting place to work in because I'm sure this, this industry is going to go through a significant change and I would like to be part of it. Uh, I think what I didn't know is I didn't imagine it's going to go through so much change. And that, you know, as, as we all know, and I know both of you are also very passionate about uh, the food industry and, and the food tech industry, is that it really went, it is still going through a major transformation. And uh, there's a variety of reasons for that. But, you know, one of them is actually also when you look at some of the large industries around the world, there was an interesting McKinsey study uh, recently that shows that actually the food and ag industry is one of the least digitized industries. But it's also, you know, consumer trends are shifting, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, today I'm kind of proud to say that uh, a lot of these classmates uh, that, you know, didn't bet on the food industry and thought I'm crazy are actually calling me today and saying, hey, how do I get into the the food industry? How do I invest in an emerging food brand? So it's a great place to be in. And as I mentioned, I, um, you know, I, I thought I knew it's going to be interesting, but I have to admit, I didn't know how interesting it is going to be. And I, I'm very excited about that. I made that choice. Yeah. Amazing. Um, speaking of, uh, we here in uh, Food Tech Stars speaking to people about their journey and it's quite a journey you've done, which is amazing. So um, can you tell me about who are the three people that have been the most influential to your career and helping you get here? Sure. So, you know, first of all, you know, we all have a lot of uh, people that have um, great touch points and influence us in our in our career. And you know, for me, for me, it's 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 in different spots in, in life. I, I would start actually first with my kids and wife that have you know supported me moving companies, uh, countries, continents, traveling 50% of the time, maybe before COVID. Uh, but actually, even more specifically on my kids, you know. Is somebody that's done most of his career in innovation and thinking about the future and where the company can go and what are the spaces we need to be in, there's not a better inspiration than uh, talking to your kids or to kids in general, because kids are curious. They constantly ask questions. They ask why, right? They're, they're, they're the biggest questioners in the world. They ask, why is the sky blue, right? Why are the clouds white? And I think this kind of ability to constantly question things and be curious is actually probably probably one of the most important traits for an innovator. So I think that's the first one. The second one is there's a lovely lady called Edna Pesher. She's a famous Israeli organizational uh, and 
innovation consultant and she gave me my first job after college and she was the first one to introduce me to the concept of, of innovation. I never really, I knew the world word innovation. I never knew that there's a career innovation. I never knew that there are people working in innovation. So that was a great way to kind of start my, my career and, and, and get passionate and excited about this, this whole world of innovation and dreaming the future and then executing against it. And then the last gentleman is Bharat Puri, which was the president um, of the division when I joined Mandelisa. Um, he was the president of Global Chocolate, and uh, he, he came from our Cadbury business in India. And he was probably, he had two things um, that he was just outstanding, and he was probably one of the most strategic minds I ever met in my life. And he always thought big and global. And, um, you know, we are a big company. We sell everywhere in the world. Um, but, you know, a lot of times people like to say, you know, consumers are different in this country and in this country and how everything is different from one place to the other. And I remember Bharat always used to say that actually consumers and people around the globe are actually more similar than different. So, you know, if you look at the basic needs and wants and desires and hopes of people around the world, they're actually usually very similar. And that even comes down to sometimes food choices and, and the needs that people are looking for food to fulfill in their lives. So actually celebrating the similarities and not the differences is a really interesting notion that I took away from him in my career. Great. And I want to go back to those consumers. I want to hear more about them. So consumers are getting pickier about what they eat. They're juggling hectic work and personal lives. All of us are. Those consumers are demanding convenience when it comes to their meals. But this convenience cannot come at the expense of the quality. So can you share with us details from the Mondelez latest research? Because I know you're doing a lot in that sense. Yeah, so I think, uh, yes, we, we do a lot of research. And, you know, I, I would start off first with saying that consumers today are engaged and involved with their food and snacking more than ever before. Right. I mean, I work in the food industry and, in, you know, for the last kind of 14 years. And I have to say that today I cannot go to a cocktail party or to a neighbor and not have somebody lecture to me about, you know, what is the hottest trend in food or why this culinary experience is better than another one. We're all foodies. Everybody cares about food today. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody thinks and reads about this ingredient being healthier or trendier than others. So one, consumers are very engaged with their food and, and choices today. And with it, they have very high expectations from the food and snacks they eat. Like you rightfully said, they are expecting food to be convenient. We're all actually much more pressured on time and people are moving much more to leave and live in mega cities and having much longer commutes and they need actually they're moving away from the three meals a day that we all grew up on having breakfast and lunch and dinner to actually many meals throughout the day and that is putting a lot of uh, actually creating a lot of opportunity but putting pressure on the different players in the industry how do you actually create food that is very tasty very convenient and actually even you know fitting the price point that consumers want now we we at Mondelez um, we, we publish every year a global study called uh, the State of Snacking. It's a, it's a study that is uh, publicly available. You can find it on our website or, or looking in online. 
And in this study, we talked with consumers around the globe about their uh, snacking behaviors, needs, and, and trends. You know, there's a few things we've noticed, um, especially kind of in the, in the period of a pandemic that have happened. You know, one, actually, the pandemic gave a huge acceleration for the growth of snacking. So nine in 10 global consumers are actually snacking more, and, 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 and snacking was um, a big portion of actually giving consumers comfort in the times of the pandemic um, and actually Interestingly enough, consumers are actually the appetite for snacks that kind of deliver more and mindfulness and well-being is, uh, is seeing a huge uptick and, and that's a trend that would continue. But finally, from a channel perspective, and I think we're all aware of this, e-commerce and you know what we're kind of calling virtual snack shopping have actually reached a huge tipping point. I would say that what happened actually in COVID, you know, the, the acceleration of e-commerce is what we've not said. We've always known that, you know, the trend is there, but what happened in that one year is probably something that was, you know, everybody was projecting to happen in the next five years. So that's obviously uh, something that everybody needs to, you know, participate in and build the capabilities to, to know how to play in e-commerce and direct to consumer. So those are some of the things that we um, we are seeing, but of course the study is available and, you know, I encourage others to to go deeper into it. Yeah, amazing. So technology will continue to play and going to be a critical role in how the food we eat is produced, how it's packaged, how it's delivered, and how it tastes, feels, smells, and how it's uh, repurposed. So spending trends show that uh, the consumers are ready and willing to pay a premium for food tech innovations that can meet their ever-increasing needs for convenience, health, and low environment impact. So what are the three key areas in which food tech innovation is expected to grow, actually? Yeah, so I think, um, first of all, I'm going to say up front, I'm not going to say plant-based, okay? So I don't want to disappoint you, but <laughs> okay, uh, I, I'm saying this up front. You're not going to hear plant-based as a trend for me, okay? Because I am an innovator and I'm not going to give you the same answer that every person in your podcast might say. So you you you, you won't have you won't hear plant-based on the, in this answer. I'm sorry to disappoint. But uh, on a more serious note, note, you know, the industry is, as we mentioned before, it's going through tremendous change. And, you know, I would say this is the most exciting time to be in the food industry. And that's why so many people are, are entering it as entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, um, in corporate roles and in, 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 different, in different capacities. And actually, because consumer needs are shifting and, you know, moving to, you know, wanting healthier and more authentic and personalized food experiences, actually, that's creating a really fertile ground for a lot of innovation and for new technologies uh, and for startups to tap into. The trends I'm excited about that I think are going to be really big in the coming years and and, and I, I would like to talk about today are the first one is what I call food as medicine, or some people call it ready to eat care. And it's actually blurring the line between several categories of functional food, of supplements, and even even over-the-counter drugs. It's actually using functional foods and ingredients to prevent or remedy physical conditions and actually provide a benefit for consumers from a function perspective. Now, these can be mushrooms, it can be adaptogens, it can be nootropics, but I think we're seeing more and more interest in this space. And by the way, Israel uh, is a great hub. It has the potential to become a great hub in this space just because there's so much talent uh, in startups here in the space of biotech and pharma 
try. And we're seeing more and more entrepreneurs saying, you know what, I don't want to take the biotech route of 10 years development and $100 million. I prefer to take some of my know-how and capabilities and skills into food. The second one is sustainability and locally grown. And um, this is around sustainable packaging, sustainable practices around regenerative agriculture, indoor farming and aquaculture, and all those notions of actually having the consumer know where their food came from and that it was actually um, manufactured and distributed and, and, and even reading the, the retail environment in a, in a sustainable way. And we're seeing some really interesting companies here coming, obviously, in the, in the packaging material space, but even in regenerative agriculture, which is becoming a really interesting uh, uh, space. And the last one, which is a huge one, which I alluded to at the, at the beginning of our conversation, is really about digitizing the entire agri-food value chain. So if we think about it, this is one of the least digitized kind of industries in the world. And a lot of the processes are actually still done quite a manual way. And today, thanks to big data and AI and industry 4.0, you can actually have a tremendous impact on different pieces of, 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 of the value chain from R&D to actually being able, instead of just developing new prototypes every time you do a product uh, a new product iteration you actually can do that virtually a bit like how the, the car industry does it to actually having a much stronger procurement system of being able to project uh, through AI and big data prices of commodities and obviously the entire supply chain and manufacturing so these are three spaces that I'm very excited about and I, I think are already becoming big but I'm sure they're going to become huge in, in the next few years so thank you Gil for being with us thanks it was really interesting and inspiring we are Carmi Toron and Merav Oron from Foodtech Stars. And join with Food FM. Join us. Listen to us. It's going to be fun. <laughs> to find out more about Food FM and our content, go to foodfmradio.com. 